My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. Today we have another exciting guest ahead of us for an interview. Adrienne Delgado, author of Nourish, Eat, Repeat, host of Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, owner of Body Metrics with a team of eight dietitians, three massage therapists. Body Metrics is the number one referral service in the area. Thank you for jumping on today, Adrienne. How's it going? It's great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, of course. Super excited for today. We're going to have some great conversation within um, your business, your podcast, yourself. Uh, we'll, we'll go over some wins, what's working, some challenges, and there'll just be some great takeaways within that alone. So, um, But before we really get started, I just gave you a brief intro. So would you mind just going ahead and kind of going, giving us a little bit more of your background and your story about how you got to where you are today? Because I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Yeah, so um, I started my career in clinical nutrition. Uh, actually, when I went to school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor because I loved science and I loved helping people. And I thought, you know, that meant you had to be either a doctor or a nurse. And um, ended up going to a, uh, a a club for future health professionals. And while all of my um, all of my students around me are asking these really great, intelligent questions like you know, why did you get into cardiology? And what is the most fascinating thing you saw, you know, when you did surgery, you know, I had my hand raised and it was like, do you have a family? Do you have kids? Do you ever see them? Because I knew that that was another important part of, you know, my future and what I wanted for myself. And when I realized that that medical career that I thought I wanted, wasn't going to align as well with, you know, that uh, future that I wanted for a family. And I knew I wanted a large family. Um, mm-hmm. I started going through the course selection book and found nutrition and fell in love. So that's kind of how I stumbled across nutrition. Um, and then, like I said, I, I went through my clinical, worked in hospitals and realized that I just wasn't making the impact that I, I wanted uh, just to be right. personally fulfilled. Uh, but I wanted a deeper connection with my clients. And so I started moving into the outpatient realm and have, uh, we actually started nutrition back in 2013. Uh, Body Metrics actually was founded by my husband. He's a massage therapist. And when I came on the scene, I'm like, I think I can build an outpatient nutrition practice. And he said, go for it. So rather than having two different tax ID numbers, we're just threw it all under the umbrella of body metrics, health and wellness services, and have grown our practice from where it was me as the primary dietitian to now um, eight dietitians on the team. So it's been really fun to see it grow. Wow. Incredible. Like, honestly, all the things that you've done, and now you have your own practice and eight dietitians and three massage therapists, like that is amazing. And you still have your vision of, you know, having time for your family, making the time for your family. Unlike if you were to go the other route that you originally had thought of. So that's incredible. Congrats. It's amazing. 
Thank you. Yeah, so we actually opened up our second location um, last year. So now we're, we're, it's a lot more to juggle, but again, like knowing what the ultimate goal is between right. work-life balance and, and professionally, my, my goals with that. Um, it's been a lot of fun working towards that and seeing where it takes us. So amazing. And that's exciting. And do you think about, do you ever consider opening up a third or fourth branch or is that something in the future you're we we talked about it, but I mean, I think honestly, um, you know, when you start to scale, which is fantastic, right? Everybody's like, oh, scale, get bigger, bigger, bigger. But you lose some of that personal touch with the clients that you have. And that's really important to us to, you know, not only create an impact with them positively through nutrition, but positively in their lives. And so I think if it were to get too much bigger, we would lose some of that personal touch that we're, um, right that, that we love and looking for. So I think what our next step is in terms of not necessarily broadening our, our zip codes, um, but expanding on the services that we give within the experience of our practice. So giving them more hands-on, um, um, services where they're actually doing some more cooking and learning, you know, okay, yes, I've been taught this education piece, but now how do I put it make it full circle by actually giving recipes and giving them opportunities to cook it in a place where they have somebody overseeing. Because some people just weren't born into families that cooked. And so cooking's foreign to them or they're, you know, they're, they're single and cooking large meals feels very overwhelming and they don't want it. So meeting people where they're at and giving them the resources to be successful. Amazing. Oh, that all sounds incredible. We, we need so many more people in the world like that, you know, opening up stuff like that so that everyone can, you know, get their, their needs met. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, so we all know within building a six figure or higher business, uh, it comes with its wins and it comes with its challenges. So what are some of the biggest challenges you faced over the years? So within building? one of the things within building the business. Yeah. I mean, I would say one of the challenges, obviously, whenever you get bigger is more people, um, to more moving parts, right? So bigger is not always better in the sense of more things to manage, more people to manage, more schedules to manage, more, uh, people coming through the pipeline that you're trying not to let things get missed. Are you able to provide that that unique attention to make that person feel like they are seen and not just another number. Um, you know, for us, it's one of the benefits is my husband and I kind of do it together. And so I have somebody to bounce ideas off of where, you know, he might be strong from an organization standpoint, I might be more the visionary. And right. you know, so a challenge is always us colliding with our, you know, I'm always like, I think we should do this and we should add this. And he's like, um, we need to make sure we can keep our doors open every day. So before we start adding all these things, let's just make sure we're doing the things that we already have in place really well before we get to that next level. Bring in so, more. Exactly. So I think we're constantly trying to evaluate our practices. Are we doing best practices now before we start scaling? Because when we get too far ahead of ourselves, things start to unravel. And then we got to right. pull back and start all over. So, you know, making sure we have our ducks in a row is one right. of the challenges. And then, um, you know, I think another challenge that we face when we're scaling is just, you know, making sure we have the right people 
in the right positions to be able to scale. So again, you know, it's, you know, between the interview process, making sure we have people that are dedicated to the mission, you know, aligned with your visions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially with COVID and, you know, I don't want to say like people don't want to work anymore, but, you know, it's finding staff to, you know, like I said, to be in align with that vision and give the care. It's been right. tricky because we've got people have different um, expectations of what they want out of a position because there's been so much flexibility. So, right. um, you know, and then, you know, avoiding burnout because when you're in a people service business, um, you can they can suck you dry, <laughs> right? Like you're, you take on their problems and you want to, to help them, but you got to right. also make sure that you're feeding yourself every day so you can show up to be helpful. Absolutely. You got to make sure that you take care of you first so that you can actually benefit them, right? And help them out. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. So when did you start your podcast? Uh, I know you mentioned it was a couple of years ago. Yes. So Perfect. I actually, like I, you mentioned in the beginning, I wrote a book called Nourish, Eat, Repeat, and that mm-hmm. launched um, September of 2019. So we had this whole plan to do a book launch and, and get the information out there. And then COVID happened and it kind of just went to the wayside. And so my one friend said to me, you should start a podcast. And I was like, I know nothing about podcasting. I like to listen to them. Um, right. I don't know how to do it. And he's like, I'll help you. He's like, you come up with the content and I'll get you started. And so he told me, and I don't know if this information is correct, but he said the average length of a podcast is, is like six or seven episodes. And right. I was like, great. For a season, so right? Yeah. I was like, great. So all I have to do is get to eight and, and I will be considered <laughs> a success. And that was honestly, that was as far as I, I let myself go in terms of visionary for the podcast, just get to eight episodes and evaluate from there. Is this something that's worth my time? Is this something that's of value to our current client base? Is this going to be a way to attract new clients? Um, But before I start like creating a whole 52 week plan of podcast topics, let's just start small and then see what to do from there. And so started in June of 2020, I'm still going strong. So clearly it's been working for us. That's amazing. And so do you inter, who are the people that you interview on that? How do you attract them? Is it referrals? So, is it? Mm-hmm. So I would say that probably right now, 75% of the podcast is just me giving information. So okay, uh, yeah. I like to do a lot of mindset work. Uh, a lot of people think nutrition is, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And honestly, no, it's not like, it's all about your deep rooted beliefs and, and habits and things that, you know, you've accumulated all these thoughts throughout the years of how it should look, what it should be. And so a lot of times I'm in the podcast, I'm challenging some of those thoughts and getting people to think differently about food. Um, So sometimes it's more of a mindset piece. Sometimes it's more like, all right, so you have autoimmune disease. So let's talk about what does that mean from a nutrition standpoint? Or, you know, let's talk about added sugar. Like what are the recommendations and, you know, can I eat bananas or is, um, are bananas okay? Or bananas not okay? Because I heard that they're too high in sugar and I shouldn't eat them. So I'll go over that kind of stuff. Um, And then I would say about 15% of my, or 15, 20, 
percent, 25, I forget what I said my ratio is, uh, is more interview style. So I will interview past clients. Um, I will interview um, other professionals in the area. Uh, one thing that I found to be really helpful is a, a platform on Facebook for podcasts collaboration. Yeah. So find a guest, be a guest. So I found a lot of people through that. And that's been really helpful. Um, those awesome. are probably primarily the ways I've, you know, and just my connections in the community. So, you know, in knowing different therapists, knowing different physicians, inviting them to come on and, and share their expertise. Right. That's awesome. And with your podcast, how has it affected your business so far? I know you just started not uh, not too, too long ago, but how has it made an impact on your business? So if anything, it's only been positive. Um, yeah. I would say, you know, I had a lady from the other uh, call the other week. She's like, I live in South Carolina and I listen to your podcast every week. And I feel like I know you and, and I have to see you for my nutrition needs. So, you know, being able to reach a, a broader audience, right. So, you know, instead of just my area outside of Philadelphia, you know, being able right. to impact other states. Um, so that's one way. Um, the other thing is being able to give my clients more education in between their visits. So educating um, them. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of my, um, my practice is insurance based. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, most people don't realize that they have nutrition visits under their health insurance. Um, so whether it's like three visits, six visits, unlimited, depending on your plan, um, for some people, the added, they like coming to me because they don't have the added costs. They're able to do it through their health insurance, but right. if their health insurance only gives them a set number of visits to see me, they need that extra support in between. And that's where the podcast can come in and actually be a source of education and encouragement. And I'm finding that the people that actually listen to the podcast and, and, you know, utilize that information and work with it are so much more successful than the ones that don't. So, you know, I'm always, I don't say I'm pushing it, but I'm like, guys, if you need more help, here is a, a wealth of a library of information to help you stay on track in between our appointments where I can give you more one-on-one uh, -on -one feedback. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And I think it's great that you're able to, you know, still educate them when you're not with them right in front of them. Right. So this is an amazing way to do it. Absolutely. Well, I think I feel too, like if somebody doesn't come to see me, how can I still help them? Right. So if you right. never are going to seek out my services, I still just want to be helpful in some way. And, you know, whether it's my particular view about something or, you know, my take on it, my experience with it, it might just be a step in their journey to better right. health. And that's a privilege right there. Absolutely. And you make it possible to yeah. be able to do that. Right. So that's great. I love it. I love the sounds of everything that you're doing. Um, so with your podcast, how do you go about monetizing it? So for right now, because it is fairly new and I, and I, yeah. and I will right. be honest, right. When you have a business and you're kind of in it as well as working on it, I'm still learning right? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Kind of, and you're not alone. Oh, well, I always say like, I, I have no problem showing up imperfect. Like, you know, yeah. so I'll go jump into it imperfect and then try to catch up and learn along the way. 
So for right now, how primarily how I'm monetizing it is through uh, the programs that I offer. So if, right. you know, doing some advertising for my own programs in, within my business. So if you listen, we're doing a specific program, I'll run advertisements or I'll run um, commercials, if you will, of anything with has to do with body metrics on it. So anybody listening can um, find out more about the company, not just right. your nutrition information. I know eventually that's something that I would love to look into more about oh, you know, for bringing sure. on other people, but I'm not there quite yet. And yeah, but I'll, I'll get there. I like you the will. word yet. <laughs> exactly. Well, you, you're doing some amazing things. So I don't doubt that you will get there very soon. <laughs> so that's, that's all sounds amazing. Now with, I guess with your podcast, what's your biggest focus for this year or desire? So I really want to bring in more guests because I find that, you know, when I look at the analytics, those are the episodes that tend to do better. Um, One of my personal goals is to be using those analytics a little bit more versus just kind of throwing content out there and seeing what people gravitate towards, uh, but actually being more intentional with it. Um, I I feel like the information's there. Like sometimes I'll look at, oh, how many people listen to the episode this week or what total downloads and are people listening to complete episodes versus partial? I'll look at that because that's just really quick, easy information, but actually doing the deep dive and going into what exactly are the topics that people are connecting with and then bringing on either more guests that um, can help them in that area or just exploring other options that might be helpful. Um, you know, I, I do try to ask my audience every once in a while, like, what do you want more topics of? Let me know. I'll talk about, I'll talk about whatever you want. Uh, so some of those have been really helpful, but I think me looking at the data and, you know, more from a, like a scientific standpoint versus just a, let's just talk about this this week and being very intentional about it. I think we'll move the podcast in a, in a positive direction. Absolutely. Yep. And just finding the exact people you want to bring on is another thing too, right? Uh, I think it's important to find, or, and also people listening, finding the right audience and like a certain niche and that it'll actually speak to and which it already does, but to find more of your niche and the people that you're trying to attract is important too. And I know that a lot of people with podcasts have, have that struggle, you know, okay, who am I, what is my dream? like customer, not, not so much customers, green dream guests and audience, you know? So to find that niche, it's important too. And, um, but that comes along and you're not alone. Um, that comes down the road too at any time. Right. So, um, based on where you're at today with the profit and revenue, what would you have to change or what would some of the new challenges be if you were wanting to, you know, double or triple where you're at today with revenue and profit? So if I wanted to double and triple my business or mm-hmm. is that what you're specifically saying? Yeah, basically. Yeah, um, exactly. Yes. Nope. That's a great question. So we've been doing a lot of, cause we, we basically doubled our business last year. Yeah, so exactly. A big jump. And 
And I can't even attribute that to the added location because we opened in December. So it wasn't even a- It wasn't just because of that. It, it wasn't mm -hmm. that. Like, um, it was you know, adding more, um, more services and more value. Uh, for us, mm -hmm. I think we want to do a little restructuring right now in offering, uh, like I said, we do a lot of insurance-based, which people love right. because it's through their health insurance, but it's very limiting because it is, you know, whatever your contracted rate is with the insurance company is what you get paid. So right. I have this whole vision in place of restructuring our whole, um, offerings and our, whether it be programs or, or um, classes to enable more people to get additional support versus just their insurance visits um, with things like cooking demos and fitness classes. And, um, you know, just, like I said, as much hands-on material as possible, but creating packages right. around that. So there, it might be a little bit more of an out-of-pocket expense but the experience that they're getting um, is huge is huge and then being able to use the platforms like the book and the podcast and and different services to kind of come in and make a full well-rounded experience um, creating different communities online I've done a little bit and dabbled in it but actually um, this year I've already started doing a lot more continuing ed uh, classes and, and paying for different programs to, to try to help me now pull it all together. Um, I think that's what our missing piece is right now. We do a lot okay. of small things well, but the actual pulling it together and making it a cohesive experience. I think that is how we level up to the, to the next. To the next stage. Triple, triple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, that all sounds amazing. And again, Adrian, thanks for jumping on today. You've shared some really valuable insight. And I know that it would have spoke to the audience, you know, developing their own podcasts as well. And, um, you know, going over those wins and what's working and then the challenges. Um, I know what, what you were speaking about would have spoken to the people listening because you're definitely not alone. I, I hear on every interview a lot of the same stuff. So, um okay just know you're not alone <laughs> and everyone experiences this. So, uh, yeah, it was absolutely great having you on today. I, and I'm very grateful you jumped on. So if anyone's looking to connect with you, uh, that's listening in the audience, would you mind just letting them know the best way to reach you? So we're on socials. So, um, like your Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, I believe, uh, is body metrics health is our um is our platform and then like you said the the podcast is called nourish eat repeat so anywhere that you would listen to um, a podcast you can jump on and find me there love it well thank you so much again i appreciate you jumping on and group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on the podcast for an interview we'd love to interview you so please go to podcastrebels.com and we'll catch you guys on the next episode thanks guys thanks adrian thank you. yeah thank you bye-bye Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.